Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Work in Progress series. I'm super excited to have my guest on today, Mark Metry. He was previously the founder and creative director of the number one Pixelmon Minecrafter server in the world, generating over six figures at the age of 15. Fast forward to now, where he's 20 years old, a computer science student, Quora top writer, founder of a VR and AR marketing agency called VU Dream, and host of the iTunes Top Charts podcast, Humans 2.0. So, Mark, how are you doing today? Tiffany, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me, and I'm definitely a work in progress, too. <laughs> I know, but you've done some pretty cool stuff, so I guess my first question is, when do you sleep, Mark? You've done all these amazing things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, actually, if anything, I really prioritize sleep, and I'd say it's probably my number one priority for each day. I go to sleep around, like, 9, and I wake up at five so i get like a solid eight hours of sleep every day wow that's incredible that must take some serious discipline as a college student to go to bed at 9 p.m has that been a challenge or is that something you kind of just have worked through throughout the years no i mean it, it it's super easy because it's like you know how you go to sleep the night before usually dictates mm. what you do the next day and i'm just super focused on the next day so for me it's pretty logical and i'll just do it Wow, that's awesome. Uh, definitely a goal of mine to start sleeping better. Uh, but in all seriousness, Mark, you've worn a lot of hats uh, throughout your life thus far. Do you ever get caught up in a moment where you feel like uh, like the projects are almost taking over your life? <laughs> that's, a, that's a really great question. Um, maybe, yeah. I mean, I, I'd say I am my projects to a point. And um, mm -hmm. sometimes... Um, it, like in moments it can get overwhelming but for me it's just like I'm kind of like I'm choosing to do this so a big part of it is like this is the number one thing like if I could be doing anything in the entire planet this is the number one thing that I'd be doing so like sometimes I do feel overwhelmed but um, I think I have good habits in place that kind of you know go about that better in a more positive way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's really important to develop those strategies so that when you do feel that way, uh, you have something to fall back on or like a strategy you can turn to. Um, so to kind of touch on that and like the fact that you've even started all these projects from the Minecraft server to now your own podcast and company, what has pushed you to create rather than consume? I mean, yeah, that's a that's a good question. I. I'd say I was a I was a consumer and still do consume to a point um, throughout my entire life. And I, the way that I think about this is kind of the way that I view entrepreneurship. And it's kind of like the first 18, 18 years of your life is observational. You're seeing what's going on. You're trying to figure things out. And then after that, it's kind of the 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 action steps. Like now that you've observed, now what are you going to put forward into use into this world so that's the way that I think about it and creating content has taught me a lot about myself um, it's let me network and branch out to other people like this podcast right now like I wouldn't be here if I didn't create content myself and mm -hmm. neither would you uh, yeah that's the way I think about that yeah, I can totally agree. And that's a big reason why I started this series. It's kind of to show people the opportunities that can happen once you do start to create and like take on a project for yourself. Because uh, when it's just yourself, it's 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 a lot harder to navigate the world and like network. But when you have something that you can um, 
like present to people and show like this is the work I've done do you want to be a part of it I think that speaks a lot um, to many people and they get really excited about that yeah for sure and specifically with podcasts because it's uh it's really beneficial like everyone wants to be on a podcast and you Mm -hmm. know you're asking for 30 minutes an hour I don't know of a person's time and you can kind of offer them something back in return Totally. Yeah. It's it's a lot more effective than just asking for a cup of coffee because people really love the term like interviewing, I think. And if you say, oh, can I interview you? I think that really gets them excited because I'm sure that there's so much knowledge that every person walks around carrying and they don't get to like share that knowledge in their day to day. So when you give them the opportunity to do so, I think most people are pretty, pretty willing to donate 30 to an 30 minutes to an hour to kind of discuss on relevant topics that they know. Yeah, and like the the branding and the promotion side, like your audience and, you know, if they have a book out and they're trying to push that out, mm-hmm. that the podcast and the audience definitely helps. Totally. Well, you have so many different things going on. It's hard because usually I like have <laughs> one project that I like to ask the, the guests about. But um, I guess to start off, what was the inspiration behind the podcast that you have now, Humans 2.0? Yeah, that's a good question. I what inspired me to start the Humans 2.0 podcast? It it was really a combination of things. It was one um, me facing a lot of problems from the business side, the personal side, every single side of life, just kind of hitting me at once. Um, and I really just wanted to seek out the knowledge that I didn't have from people around the world that do have it, and then also. You know, I've got a lot of friends and I was talking to them about this thing called the singularity. I don't know if you know what that is or not, but it's basically like this technology thesis that says we will be computers. Humans will transcend biology and become immortal by like the year 2050. And I was having this conversation with somebody and they were just telling me like really bad answers. You know, it's one thing to to disagree, but the answers they were giving me were just like intellectually lazy. And I wasn't happy with them. And I, I just like kind of had this moment where I was like, wait, why am I trying to spend my time like, you know, trying to throw rocks at this wall when I can go out there and, you know, use technology that I have today to like reach out to these amazing people in different fields and actually get the legitimate knowledge. Yeah, that that's incredible. And I think that that's really cool that you like went a step above just like a Google search and like actually wanted to go to the source of like, who is the expert in this field and who can I actually get a legitimate answer from? So that's great that you really took the initiative. So it, it seems that you take the initiative a lot um, in the different things that you've done, as well as just like not sulking in that moment in time where you were feeling um, maybe some life challenges. Is that something that came naturally to you or was that something that you uh, developed throughout the years? That's a good question. So um, the way that I would answer that is um, basically from ages 8 to 18 to 19, really, I had some pretty difficult times. And uh, I had some really severe social anxiety, which led to me having depression, having really shallow relationships, not feeling like myself, not feeling like I can like be my authentic true self in front of anyone. So I had that going. And towards the end of that, 
um, I kind of had like this mental purge where I became aware that this was actually happening and how it was affecting my life. And ever since that, I've just been like a completely different person. I'm like always pouncing on the thing because like if I've learned anything is like if you don't take the initiative, you're going to get bitten in the back with either regret, um, you know, the easy path often becomes the hard path and I just kind of experienced that firsthand so now I just do it because I know what the alternative is and I won't be happy yeah 100% yeah you really have to go for it and and I think that if you have that that thought in the back of your head like oh I do want to start a podcast and then kind of those those moments of self-doubt come in where oh but I don't know how to start a podcast or I don't know how to do this or that um those are the moments that kind of can effective us in a negative way uh, and obviously like just hinder our growth because I think if you're constantly saying yes and you're open to opportunities that's really when you grow the most yeah absolutely and like one thing on that I started this podcast um, I got the idea for it in June I made like this trailer for it on YouTube and then I literally just didn't touch it for like two months because you know I don't know what it was maybe it was like the fear of failure um you know, I, I was like kind of trying to find guests, not really, but it took me all the way until like the end of August to actually start doing it. And, um, you know, I don't, it's not like I want to like reverse the past and like, you know, have started the podcast in June, but I probably would have been a lot further on if I would have just done it. Yeah, that that's, I definitely understand what you mean. I mean, I, I had started creating LinkedIn content, I think in January, and I was just like, oh, why was I not doing this before? Like, this was something that yeah. I had thought about, and I just wish I had done it before. But yeah, like you said, you can't really take back the past. But um, yeah, I can definitely relate on that. That being said, you've taken the podcast really far, starting it in August. Um and it's been amazing because I, I see the guests that you have on and I feel like the more research I do about you, the more amazing guests I get to learn about. Do you feel like, how, how has it been for you? Was it pretty rapid, the growth of your podcast or was it something that you were just consistently working on and you, things like finding guests became a little bit easier as time went on? Yeah, so when I started the podcast and when I actually started uploading at the end of August, I didn't take it seriously. I was posting like just whenever I found a guest. So I posted like in one day, I posted like two podcasts and then I wouldn't touch it in like two weeks. And then I posted like one podcast and then it took me like a week. And then I posted another one, it took me like a week and a half. So like I was, I was really not paying attention towards it um, at all. But at the start of this year, January, I was like, man, like this whole podcasting thing is crazy and like I could literally feel the opportunity in front of my face and um, like just as background reference when I was like 11 years old I started making YouTube videos um, I would make like Call of Duty video game commentaries um, I think I got I think I got up to like 35,000 subscribers and um, like at that time when I was doing it there was no like, oh, wait, you make videos on the internet? Like, it, it, it was like a weird thing. And like, that just kind of defeated me. But I kind of saw the same cycle that happened in my past happen now, but with podcasts. So starting from January, I just took it really seriously. I started posting um, interviews Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then I think like, 
at the beginning of March, uh, like a lot of people started reaching out to me because people actually started to listen to the podcast, whereas before, and they were like, hey, Mark, we want to hear more about you. We want to hear more about, um, you know, what you have to say. So then I started doing like this solo series where it's just me on the podcast. And then ever since I started doing that, um, a lot of those have gotten like, not that I think this is like a quantifiable, quantifiable success. A lot of those solo ones have gotten more downloads than like a lot of the, the other interviews that I've done with crazy people. So that's really interesting. And then like super recently, like at the beginning of this week, I was like, this whole podcasting thing, like the opportunity is literally so big. I need to step this up more. So I basically made it into a daily podcast. Um, and really in terms of growth for the podcast, what I've just been doing, um, you know, I don't have like a, a seven step checklist to, to growing your podcast or anything, but really what I've been doing is just posting consistently great content, collaborating with people, um, and I'd honestly say I've basically grown like the backbone of the podcast on LinkedIn. Like some of the podcast videos that I've uploaded just to promote it have gotten like tens of thousands of views, like mad people reach out to me um, just in terms of the podcast. Um, so for me, it really came down to posting consistently with great people, uh, posting about great stuff, you know, not posting like just like the same old like, you know, listen to these five marketing tips to make you $100,000. Like none of that stuff, like real authentic stuff that people actually want to listen to. And then the closing part for that was being social on social media. Um, and then I've also been on a lot of other podcasts and that's helped spread my growth. And then I'm also like really authentic. So if anybody reaches out to me on Instagram or LinkedIn, I'll have like a conversation with you. Um, I've gotten in calls with people that listen to my podcast that are like, real estate agents to like moms to dads that have told me things like, wow, this podcast has changed my life. Like, um, then like after we got on those calls and I told them to like start meditating and taking cold showers, they've like messaged me like months later and been like, Oh my God, Mark, like this, 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 and that, that you told me about has like totally changed my life. And like, now I'm hanging out with my mom and like all these other things that you can't even credit towards me, but just having that authentic connection, I think people can really tell that. And it's like, I'm not Tim Ferriss, right? And I think people know that. So I think if you don't have that authentic communication part, you're going to be missing out on a lot. And I think that has to do with being humble. But yeah, I know that was kind of like a weird tangent, but that's what I would say in terms of growth of the podcast. No, I love that. No, it's so honest. And uh, you really just kept it real on like what you did and how how you went about it. And I was like smiling throughout the whole part because I just think it's so cool that uh, yes. that people just like started to listen. And then like, you know, that's how you had growth because – um, for me personally, I I've been on this series. Er, this is episode eighteen, right? But I've only released nine episodes. I'm like sitting on content, and I and I love doing the podcast, and I love the actual action of interviewing. And I think I've had this weird mental block where I'm like, I can't post an episode more than once a week. So just hearing even you just say, I went to Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm like, well, why don't I just go Monday, Wednesday, Friday? I should totally be doing that. I'm literally so glad you said that. I don't want to interrupt you. I'm sorry for that. No, but for um, I, I literally felt the same thing. And like everyone was telling me, dude, you, you just got to post one week, one week. And I started thinking, I'm like, all right. So like I went on the, the top podcast on iTunes. 
um, you know, people like Tim Ferriss post once a week and I'm like, wait, I'm not Tim Ferriss. Like I need to, I need to like compensate, right? Like I need to, to like push this story out. I need to continuously push content out. And that was honestly, I'd say like the biggest thing that I, that like people were kind of taken back by. But then after that, people started loving it and like, it's probably been the best decision. So I would say to you, like, a lot of other podcasters are in the same situation, but if you're in that spot where you're just sitting on content, like I don't think there's any reason to not do that as long as you think it's sustainable for yourself. Yeah, totally. I think that it's just been a weird mental block where it's just like a like once a week thing, but it totally shouldn't be, especially because, um, yeah, because the content is there and I feel like I can keep creating the content. So, so yeah, very encouraging to hear... Um, just that part of your story specifically. So I know that you're obviously like someone who takes action. Uh, this is something that's like developed for you, but uh, it seems like that, that that's really what you do is you take the initiative. I don't know how you feel about our generation as a whole, but I was wondering, I wanted to get your opinion on this. What common values do you see in our generation that you feel uh, will be pivotal and changing within ourselves to become better people? like like what what value should this generation t adopt yeah that's a that's a really good um thing so i think one of the most important things is truth and uh transparency and what i mean by that is if you, if you take a look at the world and you see like you you go on the news and like you hear about like oh this like corrupt government politician like took this amount of money from this dude or like this famous hollywood director actually molested like 50 girls i think that's just the start of it in a good way and i think that by using technology and by using this like sophisticated system in which basically all humans in the world are connected with one another we're much more open we're much more transparent and i think we're basically about to get revealed to ourselves. So I think it's really important for our generation to literally be as authentic, as truthful, as honest as possible. Um, like even if you think you're a loser and you're weird, just put that out there because there's like probably millions of people that share that same thing with you. And the people that don't do that, I think are gonna get brushed away. So I think truth and transparency is super, super pivotal. Something else that I would say is um, responsibility. Like you, you said I take action a lot. And uh, I think the prerequisite to taking action is taking responsibility. You know, as I'm sure you've done it, I've done it all the time. I spent a, a, the most of my life like just making excuses, like just saying whether it wasn't even out loud, like whether it was just in my head, like, oh, the reason why I'm not here is because of this. Like I was born this way and like that's why I don't have this person with me and like all these other weird um, expectations. And I found that by taking responsibility, by like really just like shining a light on your own crap and saying like, all right, hold up, Mark. The reason, you know, you are where you are is just because of the decisions and the choices that you've made. And it's almost like it's a mirror, like you're it's a reflection of yourself. So I think taking responsibility, um, taking ownership, not making excuses, not blaming things on the environment, not blaming this and that um, on other people is uh, is really, really super important. 
Um, and yeah, I think I think those are the main values that I'd say this this generation is in is in need of adopting. Yeah, I can I can 100% relate to that. I think uh, that's something that I, I adopted too as I was developing more content on LinkedIn for a while. My story was I'm a college senior looking for a job and here I am. I'm going to document this journey. And it was amazing. Like I was so surprised at the amount of people that were just like, oh, I remember when I used to go to job fairs or even college students like, oh, I know how you feel. Mm. Like I'm in the same boat. It's just I think that there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot to relate to out there. And, and when you use your voice, it can be surprising to how many people are in the same boat as you. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's, um, you know, I think as humans, like we have this, that we have like this worldview in our heads and that worldview is based on our past, like what happened to us as kids, what we've seen, what we've heard. And I think a lot of that is actually wrong. Like I think there's a, a big part in your brain that's like just factually incorrect. And if you take a look at the science, like your brain has hundreds of cognitive biases that basically create your reality. And if you're just like doing or not doing something based on like a feeling or based on like something that one person told you like two years ago, like you're you're just effectively like living inside of your own bubble and um, you know, just, just stopping being authentic, truthful, taking responsibility can really help you, um, wake up from that, so to speak. A hundred percent. At a certain point, you just have to let go of the past and kind of move forward in the future. So, uh, and, and to a certain extent that also takes a lot of self-awareness, which is something I wanted to touch on. Uh, so I ha- listened to your podcast, uh, with the young I think he's 18 year old. I'm blanking on his name right now, but he started to pick ways. Sam Demma. Sam Demma. Yeah. Awesome episode. Everyone should definitely check that out. It was really cool to hear his story and how he kind of just had this epiphany that he wanted to make a change in the world and he was going to do that by tackling on environmental issues. I think that takes a lot of self-awareness uh, as a young person. How important do you think self-awareness is uh, as someone who's just trying to figure it out in the world? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, first off, I'd say that, I mean, listen, I don't want to say anything on behalf of Sam Demma, but um, mm-hmm. I would say that like that's not necessarily self-awareness. I don't know, maybe it is, but I think the key to really making self-awareness is just by trying a bunch of different things, right? Like, so if Sam does pick waste and he realizes like he's not good at it or like his passion for the environment changes, you know, whatever like that, then I think then he can deduce and say, all right, based on what has happened, I can then, you know, say that I'm good at this. I have this strength. I have this weakness. I now like these two opportunities have opened the door for me. So I think developing self-awareness is a lot about just trying a bunch of different stuff and seeing what happens. Um, but other than that, I would say that the keys to my self-awareness have been overall like my physical health. So in terms of, I know it sounds weird, but in terms of food and sleeping, when I started doing that stuff and really taking care of it, it just boosted my self-awareness. And really, I'd say probably the biggest thing, um, or the two biggest things, uh, m- mindfulness meditation. Um, it's totally, totally changed my life. Uh, I downloaded the app Headspace and I started doing it. I, I did it on a bus. 
um, that I was going on this trip and I figured, hey, I might as well give this a shot because I'm going to be here for like an hour and I don't have anything else to do. So I like meditated for 10 minutes through like this guided um, voice through the app. Basically, I just like opened my eyes and things just seemed a lot clearer. And like as I progressed on and I've been doing it for mostly every day now for about like a year and a half year and uh, like seven, eight months, it's like fundamentally changed my life. And it's just the way I talk about meditation is just like it peels back the layers um, of the onion of of who you are and, and who you are, like y- your identity it makes you more aware of yourself. Because I think going back to what I said about how we form this worldview, that worldview also in, in, uh, encompassed in that worldview is a view of yourself. And that's often filled with a bunch of um, fears, criticisms, all these different things that our identity latches onto, kind of like a mask. And I think m- meditating has fundamentally changed my life in terms of that. And the last thing that I would say is uh, journaling. Um, so writing down things in the morning, at night has really really been a game changer i do it in a couple different ways i do like this um this free flow thought where i literally just write down whatever comes to my mind and i usually do that first thing in the morning because oftentimes i wake up and i've just got a bunch of stuff in my head that like is kind of clouding my view so to speak and it just needs to get out um and um and then i do it other ways like trying to write down my goals what my intentions are for the day and really just trying to solidify myself because you know if i've learned anything it's that by journaling down you're you're making an idea a thought in your mind tangible and you see that so then what happens is there's kind of like this self-amplifying feedback loop where you write these good things down or you write these goals down and then eventually you become that person um i don't know if you know this guy but his name is jim quick um he's an awesome dude and he has this quote or not a quote, but he has this idea that I heard, and he's like, you know, if you look at history, all the the geniuses, the philosophers, the the greatest people, they've all had journals, or maybe they became great because they had those journals and they did write stuff down that was in their head all day. But I would say those things are really, really key to developing self awareness. Yeah, uh, that totally makes sense. And you're actually like the third person that has told me about Headspace. So I'm going to have to check <laughs> it out. I have to. I have to now. Um, but since this is work in progress and I I hear these amazing things that you're doing and I, I have heard them before like implemented by other people and it seems to really be a game changer. But I think for the majority of people, maybe I, I'm only speaking for myself, when we actually do them, like I, I've tried keeping a journal, it's so hard. Like it is, it takes a lot of discipline. Let's like step into the work in progress aspect of that. Was that something that you just completely dove into or did it take like failing a couple times to kind of get into the rhythm of I'm going to go to bed at nine or I'm going to write down my thoughts in the morning and I'm going to meditate. Um, yeah. Was this, was this something that was a was a development for you or were you just very disciplined from the start? I mean, of course, everything is a development, but, um, you know, I, I've been asked this question a lot and like I to be honest, this question kind of confuses me. And like the reason why I say that n- not on you, you're, you're fine. The reason why I say that is uh, um, like when I 
when I started changing my life around and I made this like fundamental shift and I became this person that I've never become before, it was probably the easiest thing I've ever done. And the reason why I say that is for me, I was coming from like this mental internal landscape where it was really like living hell on earth. Now that I've gotten out of it, I can kind of look back. So like to me, it's like, to me, it's like this, right? Like if somebody, if somebody gave you two options, like, Hey Mark, you know, go jump in this hole where you're going to die and like feel like the, the pain of like your like your burning skin or whatever or it's like hey mark you want to run up this hill and get this candy bar i'd much rather do that and like i haven't even thought about discipline to be honest with you too much it's just something that's like innately built in me just because as i said at the beginning it's uh i know the alternative and to me the fear that I felt, the insecurities, the doubts is just so exponentially worse than waking up at 5 a.m., than, than journaling. Um, and, and, and for those of you that are struggling with that, I think you should keep in mind a couple things. First off, I think anything that you do at the beginning, it's going to seem wacky. It's going to seem goofy. But that's because anything you do at the start is just always going to seem like that. So for me, it's about like embracing it and kind of playing into the fun. So like a lot of people talk about like meditation is like this hippie um, gimmick thing. And I thought about it the same way too. But the first time I did it, I was just like, dude, I'm just going to succumb into this and just, you know, let go and just see what happens. And oftentimes, you know, that thing that tells you, oh, dude, you're so dumb, bro. Like, why are you writing in a journal? Like, dude, nobody cares if you just skipped for that day. That's often like your self-limiting reality, not reality, your perspective that's from your past. And what I've learned is your perspective from the past is almost always detrimental to your current present environment right now. So like oftentimes you hear people say things like, oh, dude, if I wish if I wish I knew that thing, I totally I would have totally done this thing. And it's kind of like viewing it in that same way. Um, so to answer your question, kind of maybe not really, I think uh, discipline is something that you just kind of force yourself into doing. And like, um, I'll, I'll phrase it one more way. So like people talk about going to the gym and uh, I, uh, I go for a run every morning. And sometimes, oftentimes I, I love going for runs. It's kind of like my second meditation. But sometimes I don't want to do it. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to do this. Like I, like this is, um, like I just want to lay in bed. I just want to do whatever. I just want to drink coffee, whatever. But then I think, I'm like, you know, Mark, I, I love myself so much that if I lose the discipline to like, and this, if this is what you're trying to do, uh, if I lose the discipline to like eat a donut right now, I know that my future self is going to be harmed by that. Um, if I don't get up in the morning and go for an exercise, I'm not going to get like that amazing feeling that you get after you exercise or during you exercise. Um, and in terms of picking up new habits, anything you do for like the first two weeks is going to suck. It's going to seem really hard. I talked to this author named uh, Jeff Hayden. He's, he's an editor at Inc. Magazine. He wrote this book called Motivation is a Myth. And he basically says that Anything you do is going to seem really hard at first and, and really weird and not natural at all. But eventually, if you stick it out and you just keep showing up, you keep doing it, you end up improving. And improving feels really good. 
So when you consistently take action, you're consistently taking action, you're consistently improving, you almost always are like getting this awesome feeling and you can basically like endlessly generate motivation. Like you don't need to wait to like be motivated. To be honest with you, I don't I don't think the discipline willpower muscle even exists. I think it's just a construct in our minds and I think people that say um you know, I'm trying to get discipline. I'm trying to do that. Like, I think a big deal of it is just saying like, Hey, like, it's not a big deal if I don't do this right now. And just stepping back, not being so serious, contrary to the whole discipline effect and just saying like, Hey man, I'm going to do this thing. If I like it, I'll go for it. And if I don't, then I won't do it again. But I think it, it really comes down to having an authentic and open relationship with yourself. I think that word discipline is used um, like in a really serious manner to people that really treat themselves super seriously and they don't end up doing it because they're afraid to fail in the first place. So I, I hope that answered your question. I don't know if it did, but um, I kind of like what I said, so I'll, I'll keep it at that. <laughs> no, I like what you said too. It was really good. Um, I, I, I'm glad you touched on it, The the whole idea of discipline in itself because uh, it, it does kind of make it seem more daunting and rather just having like an open attitude to it because I think that when people say like oh we'll just like just go for a run every morning or just meditate do that do that it I know it's coming from a good place a, a place of just wanting to better other people's lives but I think it's also really beneficial to like touch on the things like you said like it's gonna be weird the first two weeks and when you say things like that it kind of just like makes people realize okay I'm in the first two weeks of this Mark said this is gonna be weird I I think I can keep going like maybe by the week week three it'll get better but um that's just something I, I appreciate hearing so so thank you for touching Thanks. on like your journey of, of developing those skills Anytime. Uh, yeah. So, Mark, I know you you're also a college student, which I, I was really impressed with because I didn't know that. And then I saw a class of 2019. So how are you balancing all of your projects um, as well as going to school full time? Yeah. So um, to be totally honest with that, I would say I've like mentally dropped out since sophomore year. Um, the reason why I'm uh, I'm still in college is. Um, I've already put in like a lot of the money, like more than half of it. So like I might as well go in and just finish it. Um, and then I'm also like super patient. So I'm not like, I'm not like super, 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 like I can't wait to like leave school and like travel the world and do all that stuff. I know all that stuff is coming. So I'm super patient with that. And, um, when I was, when I was younger, my, my parents were talking to me about college because they, they they knew I was a uh, a kid who had entrepreneurial tendencies. Like when I was fifteen, I ended up starting this business, and by the time I was sixteen, in seven months, it became over like this six figure business just from like playing this game that I loved playing. So like they they know I have the money, they know I have like the the set of skills to get me further than a college degree, but. They um they made me promise them and um, I'm gonna live out that promise not in the sense of like oh I'm just doing this to please my parents nothing like that at all I love my parents so much but just because I I admire my parents so much and all they've been through to give me the life that I have now and I know because they're they're immigrants they came to America in 1995 two years before I was born um, 
they really gave me everything. And to me, it's like, I know the whole college thing is like the immigrant dream and whatnot. So for me, I'm like really just sticking it out. But to answer your question, how do I balance it? Um, college is literally like the easiest thing ever. Like, like it, it takes roughly like 1% of my time, like each day when I'm in like class and doing stuff, whatnot. Um, so yeah, so like, it's really not that bad. And if anything, to be honest with you, like the the structure of having class and then having assignments and then having clients for my business and then growing my business and then having a podcast and then growing my podcast and doing all these different things, just the added pressure of having class and um, like assignments and homework, if anything, it like makes me more motivated and it makes me more um, like in line because it, it, it adds a little bit of more stress. So like I need to get the things done that I need to each day. I think like, when you're when you're more busy it's like it's like oh i have to do this rather than like being able to put something off cuz you know you're not going to have time to do it later uh and to touch on like the the whole like american dream aspect i can definitely agree uh, my parents are also immigrants they came my dad came when he was like 16 and my mom came when she was like 20 and both before I was born and I'm graduating soon in like three weeks and I feel like they are more nice. excited to see me walk than I am like I'm like <laughs> I'm like honestly dude like school I don't know how I don't know how I feel about school 100% but my parents are like no you have to get the graduation pictures like we have to see this so I think that's just like an interesting dynamic because I've also talked to uh, I don't know it's if it's first generation or second generation but someone else who's like the same um, like family of immigrants as, as you and I and he also shares this this mentality where school or college um, isn't necessarily the most like beneficial in terms of like what you get out of it but you know your parents like are really about it so so I can definitely share in that and and I and I really appreciate you sharing like being completely honest with like your feelings towards school because I think a lot of people in our generation can relate to it yeah. And, um, like, honestly, what I think is, I think a lot of people should go to college because they kind of, they don't have like that structure. They don't know what they're going to do with their life. So I think it's a good avenue for exploring that. But I think just from like a business standpoint, paying $20,000 or even $10,000 a year. And this definitely depends on like what you're doing, like what, what field, what degree you're getting. But I think paying $10,000 for, um, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't learn anything in college, but, um, mm -hmm. paying that much money for that is a ripoff. So like in terms of the financials, um, I, uh, I, I'm not in line with it at all. And, um, I think, uh, I think if you go to school, um, and you don't know what to do, I would probably choose picking a cheaper, um, like state school or even like a community college. Um, if you, it, and then like, if you know what you want to do and whatnot, and you don't want to go to college, like that's cool, bro. Like more power to you, but just, um, you know, I think, I think life's all about choices. And I think that the choices that you make end up reflecting your, your results. And, uh, I think having regrets, is um is is pretty bad so um so yeah i think that's what i think yeah yeah definitely i think as long as you're doing something that's important and you're, you're working towards something i think that's really key well mark mm. thank you so much for for talking to me today and for sharing your thoughts i guess the last question i have for you is uh the the main people that this this podcast or this series is geared towards is people who are just kind of 
in that place where they're scared to start. Do you have any advice for them? Yeah, so here's what I would say. Um, so when I was in the middle of trying to uh, change my life around, I bought one of those whiteboards. And I ended up writing like this three-step process. And I'm usually against like just like numbered lists or anything like that. But the process was, the first one was take responsibility, take action, and find a way um, so I think the people out there that are really afraid to start something, um, you know, I get, I get this all the time, right? Like people message me all the time and it's, it's usually something along the lines of, Hey Mark, I've got this idea. It's blah, 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 blah. And, um, you know, how, what do you think about it? What do you blah, blah, blah. And I've really just come to the conclusion that some of them are asking me for my input, which is awesome. But the majority of them are literally just asking permission from me. Um, to do this thing. And to me, the way that I think about that is I think the society is kind of so afraid to do things because they're grown up in this school system where they're taught to raise their hand if they want to use the bathroom and use their own like organs. Like, I don't know. I don't know about you, but that sounds absolutely ludicrous. And I think when you start having this society where People start playing, um, oh, he's a victim, she's a victim, like this cookie cutter society. Like we just, we have it so good right now. Like I don't, like I know Gary Vaynerchuk, I'm sure everyone out there listening knows who that is. Gary Vaynerchuk talks about this all the time. We literally have it so good right now. And that's put us in a position to like where we're, we're afraid to start something. So like just think about it in the context of your life. Right now it's 2018. And if you rewind 50 years ago, there was no social media. You couldn't talk to anybody. We couldn't be doing this podcast. If you rewind 100 years, the, literally the entire world was at war. There were people dying in the streets. There were plagues going on. The economy was – people didn't have jobs. Like all this horrible stuff was all going on not such a long time ago. And I think a lot of people out there now are – afraid to start because there's this whole distortion between our generations. The older generation tells you to, um, you know, to, to work hard, get that education. Um, and then the, the younger generation kind of tells you to be comfortable, be this, be that. But then obviously there's other people that say grind and hustle. So I think it, it like this whole kind of dynamic stems from the amount of time that's passed by that, kind of compares comfort to complacency. So if I were you and I were out there, like the opportunity is just so big right now. It's never been bigger. And the same thing that I asked myself, you know, if we step back a little bit and we don't even talk about entrepreneurial ventures and just doing something in your life that you know you should be doing, you know, I, I asked myself that same question. I thought about it and I just asked myself, I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, if not now, then when, right? Like ignorance is bliss in that way. Once you become aware of something, your, your soul, your mind, as bad as it sounds, if you're built for it, will literally haunt you until you create that thing, you go out there and start it. 
Um, and I think that's really evident, right? Like I think um, a lot of people now are being diagnosed with depression and anxiety. I'm pretty sure one out of every five adults is on a antipsychotic medication. And I think anxiety, a big part of it comes from not taking action. It comes from overthinking. And that's really what I would say, like just get out there and do stuff and you can't fail. If you understand what I just said, you actually can't fail except for not doing anything. Because like at the end of the day, like I'm sure you've heard this, when you're 80 years old and you're sitting on your deathbed, you're always going to regret the things that you didn't do over the things that you did do. And the way that I think about it, like whenever I'm about to do something like really um, stupid or like what I think is, uh, you know, crazy or at that point of mine, I know for a fact I want to be a stand-up comedian. So for me, I just put it in my mind, this is going to make some good stand-up material one day. But yeah, that's that's the way that I think about it. And um, and yeah, I think uh, I think you'll do a really good job. Awesome. I think that's 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 great advice. And I was nodding my head the whole time, especially like like you said, you really can't fail, especially to um, high school or college students that have the finite resource of time on their hands like make sure that you're or just like look at the time you have and actually evaluate it for what it is like actually take the time to think okay well how much time am I spending on this and that and how much time do I actually have to dedicate to something bigger than what I'm currently working on and I think if you take that approach uh, it can take you really far and, and make you realize that wow I do have all this time where I'm kind of wasting and can put towards something greater but yeah, thanks again, Mark. It was great talking to you. I, I had a I had a blast learning more about your journey and getting your thoughts on different topics. So where can people find you? <laughs> um, what I have next up in store. Um, I'm really uh, I'm really working on my business view dream. We've uh, we've just um, we've just launched this exi- this uh, exclusive debut on our platform from this uh, Warner Brothers Studios um, from this uh, virtual reality film we're debuting that so that's really cool and i'm really looking forward towards the daily podcast that i've been doing it's been such a a journey you can uh feel free to hit me up on any social network my name is mark metry m-a-r-k-m-e-t-r-y i mostly live on linkedin and instagram and um tiffany thank you so much for having me on this podcast and for everybody out there listening be sure to go on itunes go on this podcast make sure you leave tiffany a five-star review because you know she works really hard on this podcast and from the from the it sounds like she's going to be doing it more than once a week i don't know but really leave her a review because she works really hard and uh leaving a review helps more people see this and uh, helps her audience grow a lot which in turn helps her put a lot more in so tiffany thank you so much for having me on this podcast <laughs>